All right, let's come back together. Shh. Ooh, you're very obedient, Jews. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, so the first question I had for you is what, just what is going on, basic scenario, and we might even have more than one idea of what that is, but who can share with me what's going on here? No, raise your hand. I want to hear, I want to come and hear you. Yeah. So, um, Isaac is going to bless Isa, but then Rebecca um, hears this and wants him to bless Jacob instead. And I'm inferring that Rebecca might have, Jacob might be Rebecca's favorite son. So you see a little bit of a family issue here. A little family issue. Does anyone have a different basic reading? Anyone want to put a different spin on it? Just in, without a big interpretation, just here's what's going on from how I see it. Yeah. Basically, Rivka knew that Jacob was the wiser and more righteous son, so it was he needed to get the blessing as opposed to Asaph, who was more primitive. So, so you see, you have a very, like, you're on her side. You're like, she knew what she was doing. No issue here. Good for her. Great. Okay, well, we have one more. Okay, so we're not feeling very sympathetic towards the dad. <laughs> not a very good dad. Fair enough. Anyone else just need to get something else out? <laughs> Issues with your own father? <laughs> I think it's an example of the intelligence and trying to take away the power from that of the stronger. The intelligence, taking that of the stronger and more manly version by that of the more effeminate intellectual. Nice, a nice gender postmodern reading, good. <laughs> um, okay, so now onto the second part. Why do you think I put in this other midrash, which at face value probably has nothing at all to do with Parshat Toldot, which is the Torah portion that we are reading this week? Any ideas? Uh, the Midrash in, interprets uh, Rebecca's decision to interact, to act, to make the world better, because she knew that if the blessing went to Esau, there would be a damage to the world. She's, she's um, taking action, and she saw something that maybe we can't see, and she's going to make it happen. Good. Anyone else have a, an idea that they want to share about the connection between the Midrash and the Torah text? A wise person once said, evil prevails when good people do nothing. And Rebecca is choosing to do something, to get involved. Good. We are fans of Rebecca in here. I like that. Um, okay, so did anyone notice there's one phrase that got repeated several times in this text? Anyone notice what that was? The Hebrew of it is Shema B'koli. Yeah. Listen to my voice. Exactly, exactly. There, there's this Hebrew phrase in here, and it's one of my favorite phrases in the whole Torah. And Rebecca says this several times in this Torah portion. Shema b'koli. Listen to my voice. Listen to my voice, she says. And, you know, the Torah portion is uncomfortable in one way because we see Rebecca 
messing with her family and picking favorites and how could she do that? How could she trick everyone? But on the other hand, there's this moment when this woman in the Hebrew Bible, and it's not often that we see a woman taking a strong stand in Hebrew Bible, says, no, listen to my voice. I know what's right here. Listen to me. Listen to me. And I think this is an important phrase because we know that that moment is a moment that happens, right? For example, the Black Lives Matter movement right now. When we saw too many young black men dying from street violence, people in our country, especially young Afri African Americans, rose up and they said, Shema Bakoli, maybe you can't see it, but I can. Hear my voice. Hear my voice. Or when the movement for marriage equality for LGBT people took off. Hear my voice. But there's another part of hear my voice I want to pay attention to, because Rebecca's not launching a protest, is she? She's in her family. She's speaking to the people that she is closest to. And so on the one hand, we have this Shema Bakoli, this hear my voice, that's this big public thing, and I hope you are all figuring out how you can have your voice heard in society in the ways that work for you and in the ways that you can make a difference. But Rebecca's also in an intimate relationship. And I wonder, can you think of a moment when you have been in a close relationship with someone in your family or in any other kind of a relationship when you have had to take a stand, when it was at first scary, when it was at first hard to say, and then you said, for whatever it was, Shema Bakoli, listen to me, this relationship isn't working, listen to me, I have something I need to tell you. Listen to me, there's something you're not seeing, something that's not working for me. I'd like to invite you to close your eyes for a second. Is there a relationship in your life where you are holding back? Where you know that your voice is needed? Is there some place where you are smaller and holding back a truth that you see? Thinking of this relationship, what would it be like? What would it take for you to be bold like Rebecca was bold? Let's take a deep breath. And I want to invite you to just breathe in a little bit of the courage and the boldness that is in this Torah portion, that, that moment when Rebecca knew she took a stand and she said, listen to me. You can open your eyes. So for this Shabbat, I want to bless each of us that when that moment comes to us, when we have that precipice in front of us, we dare to cross it. We dare to say, listen to me whether it's in your most intimate relationship or it is for a major public issue, this Torah portion reminds us that even when the stakes are high, we can have the courage and those words, the bravery to stand up for what is important to you can change the course of the world. Rebecca changed the destiny of the Jewish people because she demanded that she was listened to. Who knows what your words will do? Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.